Welcome to the Type 1 Unscripted Podcast. My name is Sean, and we are pulling back the curtain on the true experiences of life with type 1 diabetes. Together, we will explore the highs and lows of living with type 1, sharing stories of inspiration and triumph, educating and learning, and most importantly, fostering our amazing type 1 community. Now, as a reminder, anything you hear on the Type 1 Unscripted Podcast or any episode should not be taken as medical advice. So before making any changes to your diet, insulin, or healthcare plan, please consult with your physician or medical professional. Welcome to another episode of Type 1 Unscripted. My name is Sean, and together we are exploring the world of Type 1 Diabetes And even though this is only episode two, I'm having so much fun doing this with you guys and just exploring this world together, learning together, and growing together. Uh, I'm a really big fan of the Type 1 community, and I'm really excited about what this can do for that community. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit more about me and my diagnosis story and how I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And we're going to get to all of that here in just a second, but before we do, let's get some fun stuff out of the way. I am 36 years old, and I have now been married for 11 wonderful years. My amazing wife is a teacher. She teaches 7th grade math. God bless her on that ordeal. And I have two awesome boys. They are 5 and 7. My youngest just started kindergarten, and my oldest, while he does not have type 1 diabetes, he does have a disability or a genetic disability called 22Q, also known as DeGeorge syndrome. And along with that comes a heart defect called truncus arteriosus. Now, he had his first open heart surgery when he was three months old. And we're expecting at least two more open hearts before he is an adult. And while, again, he doesn't have type 1 diabetes, I do empathize with other parents who have kids with disabilities in general. And while I don't think it makes us any wiser than any other parent out there, I think it does help provide a fresh perspective on life in general, if you will. But you know, being a parent is awesome. It's a blessing, and I wouldn't trade it for literally anything in the world. All right, so let's get to the nitty-gritty and my diagnosis story of being a type 1 diabetic. This all started two years ago. I walked into my doctor's office for a routine physical, and you know how that goes. You've got the test and the blood work, And you're probably anticipating for them to walk in the room and say, oh, your cholesterol is high, you're overweight, or something wrong, and you're going to have to work on it, and let's check back in a few months. And looking back, I don't remember thinking anything bad was going to happen. I knew that I was overweight, And I knew that that was something that I needed to work on. And I was expecting to hear something along those lines. But the doctor walks in, she sits down and she looks at me and says, so we need to talk about your blood sugar. And I'm like, okay, let's talk. 
And she goes, your A1C is high. It is 6.5. And you are in diabetic range. And I think that you have type 2 diabetes. Now, of course, I am pretty naive about diabetes in general uh, at this point in time. I didn't know what questions to ask. I didn't know if I should uh, ask to be tested for type 1 or any of that stuff because, again, I think this kind of paints a picture to the lack of awareness and education in the world of diabetes, and that's a whole nother topic itself. But I just sat there and took the news, and honestly, it was a good form of motivation Um because she explained to me the complications of diabetes and what can happen if we don't treat this. And of course, I did not want any of that. So I came home and raided my fridge and my pantry, threw out junk food. I signed up for the gym and I was going to make diet and exercise work. Fast forward three months later, I kept true to all of those things and my A1C somehow went up. I was shocked, to say the least, because I I think whenever you work hard for something and you expect a certain level of results and those results don't come to fruition, you feel as if it's a setback and there's just this level of frustration that kicks in. But my doctor was persistent. She wanted to try metformin as an aid in thinking that might help get me under control. My body did not respond to metformin very well. I think we end up trying Ozempic, if I remember correctly. So fast forward to another three months down the road, and my A1C went up again. Now, by this point, I was furiated. Nothing was working. Six months of hard work. I could not get my sugars under control. At this point, I was wearing a CGM. I was monitoring my glucose, but nothing was working. I was averaging between 250 to 300 on my sugar, and I was feeling sick all the time, and the only thing that I wanted was to just be healthy. And for some reason or another, I could not make that happen for myself. And this is when the depression kicked in. I was feeling alone. I was feeling that no one was in my corner. Even though that wasn't entirely true, it's just how I felt. Because I was working hard for something that I just couldn't achieve no matter what I did or how hard I worked. I was constantly in the ER My sugars were so high every day. I couldn't keep food down. I was constantly dehydrated and needing fluids. And I felt so alone. If you have ever dealt with depression before in your life, then you know that that's probably not entirely true. But the last thing you want is to accept the fact that people are there for you, I believe. And because of that, I begin to have a lack of love for my friends, my family, 
and for myself. And that led me down a very dark path. At the end of the day, to be frankly honest, I just didn't care if I lived or not. I was sick. I felt terrible. I felt alone. And I didn't have a care in the world about life itself. And this was fueled by so many things. But one of the one of the ones that kind of pushed me over the edge was I went to my doctor and I finally worked up the courage to ask about other tests. Maybe, just maybe, type 2 is not the right diagnosis. And their reply was, well, before we do something that drastic, we want to try all of the things first. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, pull it back. That drastic? We've been at this for a year and nothing is working. At this point, I felt that I was not being listened to. I felt that my wishes were not being heard. And this relationship between me and my doctor was no longer going to happen. I remember leaving the doctor's office, getting in my car, and driving 30 minutes down the road to the endocrinologist's office. Now, I don't know what I expected to come out of this because I was going to walk in there and ask for an appointment without a referral. And typically, you need a referral. Um, but thankfully, they didn't kick me out. They were very understanding. And I got an appointment for two weeks later. Fast forward two weeks later to my appointment. My endocrinologist walks in. She listens to the whole story of this whole last year and what's been happening. She had some concerns. She was leaning towards maybe I've been misdiagnosed, but she wanted to run the test, which is all I wanted at the end of the day. I just wanted to run the test. So she ran my C-peptide. She ran a test to check for antibodies. And guess what? It came back negative. Yeah, you probably thought I was going to say positive, but it came back negative. And yes, this frustrated me even more, but I finally had a doctor that was listening to me and was understanding my frustrations with everything that was happening. And she provided some possible solutions that maybe maybe you're a insulin-dependent type 2, maybe that you need some insulin just to help you get through the insulin-resistant stage. Uh, let's try some things out. So I was put on insulin, and I was doing multiple daily injections. And while it did help a little, it wasn't bringing down my A1C. I was still having trouble with the high sugars. So we tried this for six months. And come May of this year, I go back to her and say, look, I, I know that you don't think it's going to change anything, but I have a gut feeling. Can we please, just please, run those blood tests one more time? And she agreed. She did not push back at all. She's like, absolutely. Again, from my perspective, I don't know if we'll see a change, but if you want to run the test again, I will gladly order the test again. 
So she ordered the test again. I At this point, I am uh, in an airport. I'm flying out for a business trip, and the test results show up. And you talking about, I've never been more afraid to open that test result of anything else. And I know there's much more scary test results out there, but I just wanted answers. Then a solution, but at the time, I just wanted answers. I opened the test up, and guess what? It came back positive for type 1 diabetes. I had a small trace of antibodies, but my C-peptide was really low. My pancreas was no longer uh, producing insulin. And as it turns out, I was likely in a long, very long honeymoon phase. Now, talk about relief for a second, because I felt like I finally got something that was pointing out all of the issues that I have had for the last year and a half. And I haven't yet processed that this is something I want to have to live with for the rest of my life. I haven't yet processed the fact that I will need insulin for the rest of my life. But I did feel a form of relief that we had an answer. Time goes on. I get put on the insulin pump. I am on the Omnipod 5. Uh, I love it, by the way. It's fantastic. And I've been on the pump now for three months and I have successfully brought down my A1C from 9.9 to 5.7. Now, this wasn't all the pumps doing. It did play a huge role, don't get me wrong. But when I was in that depressive state, I also gave up eating healthy and working out. And I wanted to pick that back up. Even though I knew that type 1 was not something that could be reversed, I figured that I could probably make this a little bit better for myself, and I was determined to bring that A1C down. And right now, in my current state of being a type 1 diabetic, I am now struggling with the acceptance of being a type 1. I got the results, I got answers, and now I'm in that stage of, okay, I have type 1 diabetes, and it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And you can really feel that on those roller coaster days when you have all the highs and all the lows, and you're just feeling crummy, and you just want to go to bed and forget that this all ever happened. But the reality is, this is not going away. And I'm really trying to stay positive I'm trying to keep my mental health in check. And if you listened to my first episode about why we are even doing this podcast, why I'm on TikTok, it's because I saw all of these amazing people on social media who have type 1 diabetes and they are using social media as a platform to build awareness, increase education, in the world of type one, which has inspired me to do the same because what I went through was rough and it could have ended a lot worse. When I got depressed, it could have ended very badly for myself. And I've heard so many stories of others who have gone through the same thing. And if somehow, some way, we can all come together to 
make this a better place for ourselves, but also increase uh, the awareness and the education so other people have more positive experiences, then it's worth it. I do want to touch base briefly on the whole idea of being a self-advocate. We're going to do a whole episode dedicated to this, but I just couldn't end this whole story without encouraging you to stand up for yourself, speak up for yourself, and at some point or another, if you feel like your relationship with your healthcare provider is flawed or that trust has been broken because you're not being listened to, do something about it. Because if you don't, you just might go down the road that I went down and can become mentally unhealthy. And that can be extremely dangerous. So that's my story. I hope you were able to get something out of it, some form of hope or inspiration, because when you feel like things are dragging you down and when you feel like there's nowhere else left to turn, I promise you there is. So as we end this episode, I want you to remember this, that being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes does not have to be the end-all be-all. In fact, I would argue that you have been given a gift. You are now more aware of your overall health and well-being, and that right there will make you so much stronger in the long run. I love you guys, and I'll see you on the next episode.